So she's like, hey, we're changing the terms of the summit. And Kane's like, oh, is it because of Mount Weather? I know. I thought it was a bad idea. It's your dumbass mom who decided, <laughs> decided to do that. Oh, God. And she's like, uh, no, it's no. because of the Ice Nation. Uh, what did you even do in Mount Weather? And he's like, never mind. Hello and welcome to Our The Hundred Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 26-year-old actor and artist. I like rooting anti-heroes, feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. And our fun fact for this episode is what was your most recent impulse purchase? Right now you're thinking that fun fact doesn't have anything to do with the episode. Just wait. You'll, <laughs> you'll see that. Well, you'll see how we came to it. My most recent impulse purchase happened in February. I don't <laughs> often impulse purchase things. Um, Robin is rarely one to impulse purchase, like, period. Yeah. But it was almost my birthday, so I knew... I, I didn't use very much of my own money either, to be honest. <laughs> it was almost my birthday, and so I told my family that if they wanted to give me the money to buy this thing then that would be a great birthday present and thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I really ended up only paying about $50 for my Nintendo Switch Lite, which I then played while you guys were gone (laughs) a whole bunch. I played like an entire thing of Harvest Moon. I got married and everything. Um, (laughs) And then I also bought myself for my birthday with some of my birthday money, Pokemon uh, Shield. I've only played that once so far, but I have like four Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) But I did buy that and it was an expensive thing that I bought within like two days of like Mm. knowing that it even existed because um, I knew that you guys were leaving and I had just gotten that. So basically Sam has a Nintendo Switch that she got for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for my birthday, I had asked uh, for that Harvest Moon game because it was basically a redoing of like the first video game I ever owned for my Game Boy Advance. Mm -hmm. Um, And I found that they had made a Switch version that was basically just like they just redid old Harvest Moon games, and they called it Story of Seasons or something, and I'm like, what, what, was some, there's something problematic about Harvest Moon? Like, why did you change the brand? I don't know. And so I was like, oh, great, I have this game, but they're I'm about s- to leave for a really long amount of time, yeah. and so what am I even supposed to do? And so I impulsively bought myself a Nintendo Switch Lite and a few accessories. <laughs> I support you entirely. Thank you. Okay, that was a great purchase. And my name is Samantha Coley. I'm a 28-year-old television critic. You can find my words at Telltale TV. I like over 40s OTPs and making playlists. I'm on Twitter at Sam Casey's, where you can find me yelling about television and fangirling middle-aged actresses. My most recent impulse purchase is significantly cheaper, but still was quite impulsive for me. Me and Brittany and Emily went to Superstore last weekend because Emily needed pajama pants that weren't flannel because it gets hot here um, pretty early on. As soon as the sun starts coming out, it's like summertime, which is amazing. But in the vein of summertime, I was looking for new sandals because I have one pair that I love so much. Um, And I wasn't like planning to buy them when I went to Superstore. So that's why I decided it's an impulse purchase. But I found these sandals that have like the Velcro straps, which is like a new thing for me. And I put them on and they were very comfy. And I was like, okay, they're coming home with me. <laughs> I chucked my $30 sandals in the bag and uh, and here we are. And the rest is history. So true. And now I've worn them almost every day since I bought them. Uh, Today we have words to say about episode 303 of The 100, Ye Who Enter Here. This episode will contain spoilers for all seven seasons of The 100. Yeah, not like a lot probably, but like enough, you know? Just in general. Yeah, like spoilers for like what the twist ended up being that no one liked. Yeah. 
So just keep that in mind. Because <laughs> uh, I don't think we can go one episode talking about season three without mentioning <laughs> what happened at the end here. Yeah. So for the title, um, the entrance to hell in Dante's Inferno, which I think we talked about last episode, right? Mm-hmm. Says, abandon all hope ye who enter here. So that's where ye who enter here came from. And uh, they go to Polis. Which yeah, and is then like, they enter some places, you know? Yeah. Um, so abandon all hope ye who enter a thriving city full of life. Okay, sure. If I wanted to make, if I wanted to go further into this, I would say Dante's Inferno, we talked about it in Mount Weather. Okay, so uh, so ye who enter Mount Weather, abandon all hope because most of them Y'all die. are gonna die. Yeah, Let's that makes that. sense. Yeah. Cool. So uh, we split this into four pieces. We have the Klexa part, the cabbie part, Mount Weather, and then like the summit. So like kind of just like the ending of of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we're going to cut Klexa off early and cut Cabby off early to like kind of move those things down to the, the ending. The whole story comes together in the end. Right. Because everybody's in one spot and or via radio in one spot. <laughs> yeah. So we are starting with Klexa and Sam did the summary for that. For obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. All right. Clark is being held in a room in Lexa's tower in Polis. Lexa comes in and she tries to explain that she's protecting Clark, but Clark is still angry at Lexa for leaving her at Mount Weather. Lexa asks Clark what she would have done in her position, which is like a fair point. What would you have done? But Clark's like, she would have been a better person anyway, because Clark is really good at speaking in hypotheticals. Anyway, Lexa tries to bury the hatchet by asking Clark to make Sky Crew part of her coalition. Clark sees through her. She knows that she made Lexa look weak after taking the mountain herself, and she tells Lexa if she wants the power of one Hedda, she'll just have to kill her because she's never going to bow to her. Sure, Jan. So take that. <laughs> Lexa meets the, with the leaders of the 12 clans, and everyone bows to her except the leader of the Ice Nation. Titus intervenes, uh, but Lexa's like, eh, I got this, bro. The Asgard representative asks why one Hedda is still alive, insinuating that Lexa is being a weak lesbian again. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. Calm down, Titus. Lexa stops the discussion by kicking him out the window and asks if anyone else wants to question her. Elsewhere, Clark looks out from her balcony when she's approached by Rowan. He claims that he's also a prisoner here and he wants to strike a new deal with her since Lexa isn't lifting his banishment. Clark realizes that he wants her to kill Lexa. She doesn't know why she should trust him, but he insists that this is what's best for her people. Lexa trains with one of her novitiates, Aiden, when Titus interrupts. Lexa thinks that Aiden will be the next commander. Titus shares his anxieties about the summit and basically tells Lexa that she's doing the wrong thing. He thinks that she's putting Clark on a pedestal and he insists that Lexa should kill Clark and take her power. Clark stares at the knife that Rowan gave her deep in thought when Lexa arrives. The minute she gets close, Clark holds the knife to her throat. Lexa hardly flinches, but she just says that she's sorry. Clark drops the knife and Lexa tells her that she never meant to turn her into this. She decides to let Clark go and says that she'll take her to her mother. Clark tells her to wait because she has another idea. Rewatching this episode last night, I was like, I remember all the time that I spent trying to look at Titus's bald ass head <laughs> with that and trying to figure out, yeah, try and figure out what the heck all of his tattoos meant. And while I was watching it this time, I was like, I just can't bring myself to look that up. Did we ever figure it out? I don't know. Do I have any <laughs> theories? I don't know. I think it ended up. I think we did find out because all the flame keepers have it because Guy had it on, on her shoulder. shoulder. Yeah, but um, I like I couldn't remember what each I of the think symbols it's the represented. symbols of all twelve clans. <laughs> all the people who have that are like like so. We have to add on. another one. I'm Where am I supposed of to put it? 
We mapped it out so nicely, please. It's not going to look right in the circle anymore. Oh, and see, and this tattoo is going to be newer than all the other ones, and so everything else is going to be faded except for this one. It's going to look <laughs> like I care about Sky Crew more than everybody else, and I don't. Uh, please. Uh, <laughs> come on. Anyway, so Clark, for a whole week, didn't want to see Lexa. Mm -hmm. um, and... <laughs> Lex is like, when were you gonna, like, change your mind? It's been, like, a whole week. Please? <laughs> she says that there's gonna be a su summit with Sky Crew, and so you can just go back with them, because the main reason why she had her, like, stolen away with Roan mm -hmm. was so that she could just hand her back to the to Sky Crew safely. Yeah. I think it's funny that later, Kane's like, sorry, Clark's not a bargaining chip, and Lex is like, Clark, I'm using you as a bargaining chip. Yeah. Or like, or like, you are simply an object I am passing around. <laughs> no. Like, it's... Yeah, well, <laughs> no, it's very romantic. I'm simplifying it for sure, but yeah, no, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, I don't know. If I was Clark, I'd be like, oh yes, thank you, babysitter. Yeah. No, it's it's completely fair. Why Clark is like so angry? Yeah, because like all of the trauma that like she's been running from for mm -hmm. the last three months is because Lexa left her to like make that decision by herself. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a lot to air out. Yeah, but basically she's like, Sky Crew's really dumb, and they couldn't find you themselves, and I knew you weren't going to go over there, so I just wanted to deliver I you just to wanted them. To, I just wanted to, like, do a nice thing for your mom, who I'm trying to make a deal with yeah. here at my meeting. And Clark's <laughs> like, that's really nice, <laughs> but it would have been nicer if you had, like, cared about me at all last season, because <laughs> this is kind of out of left field. And I know why you're being nice to me, because you have a crush on me. <laughs> But it's still a little too late. Mm -hmm. A little too and I can't wait. You know, <laughs> you know all the right things to say. You know, it's just too little too late. Too late. That song still went a banger. way too hard. So good. <laughs> you say you dream in my face, but you don't like me. It's the chance to dream something. It doesn't matter anyway. You know, it's just too little too late. Absolute banger. Yeah. Every time. One of the... One of the early 2000s best, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. And that's saying something. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. So Alexa says that Clark is very clearly, like, haunted, and that hating Lexa is easier than hating herself. And I'm like, okay, listen, that's real deep. Probably not the thing to say to her, Yeah, though. Like, um, it's, it's very accurate, but it's yeah. just gonna make Clark more angry because it's so accurate. It's my job and to say that, not yours. Clark doesn't like when other people perceive her feelings, yeah. like, at all. Mm -hmm. So it's just gonna make it Right, because Clark, like, this whole time, Clark is like, I am much cooler than you, mm -hmm. I'm much tougher than you, and I don't care about what you do or what you say. And Lex is mm -hmm. like, hey, I can tell that you secretly actually do care. And Clark's like, damn it. Truly, that's exactly what it is. That's just gonna make her more mad. Yeah. I also think Lexa makes a really good point here because she asks Clark what she would have done if it was if she had been offered the deal. Right. And like Clark says like she wouldn't have left or something. But like it's not that easy because mm -hmm. like you've we've seen Clark in that position, I don't know if before this point, but like in general where she has to actually, yeah, actually before this point, she has to like choose to save some people and not the rest yeah because saving more than saving all or saving more sacrificing the few to save the many or whatever yeah so like clark probably would have ended up doing something similar i agree i i think that clark would have which is like clark can't admit that to herself because she would just still also hate herself i think that what she probably would have done if i were to guess is that she would have taken the deal 
mm-hmm. from Mount Weather and then gone to Lexa and been like, I'm so sorry that I had to do that. Let me personally, even though all my other people are leaving and they're going yeah. back and everything, let me personally try and help you yeah. figure this out and fix it. Yeah. Because, like, Clark doesn't have, like, a reputation to uphold the same way Lexa yeah. does. Mm-hmm. Like, if Lexa had stayed, she would have been seen as even weaker. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If I was Clark, I'd just be, I'd also be really patronized by this moment. Like, mm. like being like, hey, I just wanted to tell you that I see you very clearly and um, you're actually just a sad person <laughs> <laughs> who hates herself or whatever. I'd be like, excuse me. <laughs> um, don't, don't get put me in therapy. Yeah. So yeah, she says you would have taken the same deal. And Clark says that she wouldn't have betrayed her friends. And would she? I think, I, I think she would have, but Did, then try, would have tried to fix it. Especially given um, the things that Clark does later. In the series, I think, yeah, she would have betrayed yeah. her friends. <laughs> but they say that all of those deaths are on both of them, which I I guess I agree. I Like the Mount, the people in Mount Weather? I don't... I guess. It's on both of them and Bellamy and Monty. Yeah. Because they also had a hand in it. I but noticed... Like, I, don't, I don't regret it personally. <laughs> I notice, like, sometimes I'll, I'll notice this where, like, you get a close-up of a character and you can see the actor's contacts mm-hmm. in their eyes. I just, like, noticed it a lot on Lexa this scene um and that's like normal when i'm watching riverdale and i see veronica with the contacts because sure. i know that veronica sometimes wears contacts yeah. and everything but like seeing it in dystopian is so funny yeah because like i know that they genuinely can't do anything about it you know what i yeah, mean like because alicia needs to-, needs to see exactly um it's just like it's such a funny moment to be like oh a real human being behind there eh? yeah <laughs> interesting it's a uh, a lot of little things like that like not as as distinctly as the contacts on the hundred in particular, like people wearing earrings and right. like how well manicured Raven's eyebrows are mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I'm just like, mm, mm. also like, where did they get highlights? Yeah. All, all various seasons. The hair dyeing. Yeah. Yeah. So basically Lex is going to try and get Sky Crew to join the coalition as the 13th clan. Um, she's like, all you got to do is bow before me and then no one's going to touch Sky Crew. And I'm like, I think you are putting too much faith in Everyone your coalition. Else. Yeah. You know? And that, yeah, she's saying that Ice Nation is exploiting the fact that she looks weak right now. And so she wants like Juan Hedda's allegiance. Mm-hmm. And Clark's like, well, if you want my power, you're going to have to kill me. And Lex is like, I didn't want to do that. Lex is like, no. I don't want to do that part. Lex is just like, I'll wait. She's like, I'll wait. You know what, you'll come around eventually. Have you seen how pretty I am? You'll figure it out. Like, look at these sparkling green eyes. I'm just going to continue to keep you as a prisoner. Stockholm Syndrome? (laughs) But like, Let's get it done. Literally later, she's like, you can leave. Yeah, she's like, it's okay, it's not working, I don't want to do this anymore. I didn't mean to f*** you up this bad. Yeah. Already, upon this rewatch, I know this is a ridiculous thing for me to say, (laughs) but I never really cared for Lexa. Not that I didn't like her, just that, like, she, I was just kind of, like, neutral on her. Mm -hmm. I like her more already. Oh, yay! Which is great. And I I think that, yeah, I guess that's, that's all I really had to say. I don't, uh, you know, I just knew that everybody else really, really liked her. And I was like, Mm -hmm. that's great. Not that I don't get it, because I get it. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. She just wasn't in your top list. Yeah. She, um, She was just in the middle. Yeah. But I already kind of, like, I kind of get her more. Yeah. Which I think that happens that happens a lot on our Lost podcast mm. as well, because there are a lot of, like, female characters back in, like, 2004. I mean, I watched it in 2010 for the first time when I was, like, 15 years old, and so a lot yeah. of the female characters, I was like, boo, because, you know, internalized misogyny, mm-hmm. we all have it. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, like, you rewatch it in our year 2021, and you're like, you know what, I get you. Every mm-hmm. time I watch Lost, 
Shannon gets more and more relatable to me. Yeah, I think that happened to Brittany uh, in the last like handful of years as well. When I was rewatch, when I was watching Voyager for the Star Trek Voyager for the first time, a lot of people were like, Ugh, Seven. Seven's the worst. And like she comes in and like ruins the show or whatever. And but like I didn't feel that way at all about Seven because like I am watching it in the year of 2019 where I like have abandoned the my own internal misogyny. Um, but like if you were watching it at the time or in like the 90s or whatever, it, you could have internalized misogyny and like not like Seven, but like in retrospect watching it. Again, you watch it and you love Seth. Right. she's great. Yeah. And I'm not saying that uh, me not liking Lexa was internalized misogyny because oh, no, it's no, no. not that I didn't like her. It's just that I was like pretty neutral on her. I was like, all right, this girl's yeah. here. That's fine. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I just like that like now that I'm rewatching it, it's like all the female characters have like, I'm just like paying more attention and mm-hmm. like trying, trying to like, I don't really know. Understand them more. Yeah. Um, so next scene, Lexa goes to see all the delegates, but the Ice Nation one won't bow. And he's like, you should bow to me. And Titus is like, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, chance. There's a lot of things that I don't agree with Titus about, <laughs> especially in this episode. Um, but I do agree that that guy needed to be put in his place. Maybe <laughs> yeah. not murdered, but, like, definitely put in his place, you know? <laughs> but, like, the joy of, like, the gif of her just kicking him off the yeah. building was worth it, so. Yeah. Basically, he's not bowing because she made a deal with Sky Crew. Um, she starts speaking English, and it's, like, their language. And she's like, we're both gonna use it in order to honor our guests. Even um, though none of them are in this room right, right now. Yeah. <laughs> because it's easier for us as actors to act this. And it's also easier for me to not have to read the subtitle. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, hey, we should kill Juan Hedda, or is this your weakness again? And, of course, like, this is just subtext telling us that Lexa loves Clark because Mm -hmm. love is weakness which I think I was talking about last episode which was why like I was so sure that like I mean we were a lot of us were sure that like Bellark was eventually going Mm -hmm. to happen um but I thought it was very clear that when she said love is weakness and she like said to Bellamy oh I'm being weak because of whatever was means Clark loves Bellamy not necessarily romantically but like Clark loves Bellamy yeah so they're telling us here not even subtextually like straight up textually that Lexa loves loves and or cares for Clark yeah which is cool every time they say the word weakness I'm like someone's someone loves somebody they're like love equals weakness I'm Ah, like ah I've acted see now that you put it in math now I get it I've connected the dots (laughs) you've connected it I think it's bold of this guy to just be like, are you being a weak-ass lesbian again? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, I'm just like, whoa, buddy, back it up. Was was Ice Nation were the ones who killed Costia, right? Yeah. So he's like, not again. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why is Ice Nation homophobic? Right. You I, know? Yeah, I like um, that they're like, we already had to behead your last one, bro. Yeah. Do we have to do this again? But this time they want to do it again because then they get all of her power. They're like, you picked a good one this time. <laughs> it's just like super insulting to like yeah. straight up insinuate that in front of everybody. And mm-hmm. she's just like, well, that's also why Lexa, <laughs> Lexa's so cool because she is in like the utmost form of power down here. Mm-hmm. And she's just this like, I don't know about teenage, but like this young woman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that also comes with its own problems. Because I estimate she's like 20. Yeah, she's like, but she wasn't like um, democratically chosen or anything, right, you know? Right, right, right. And so I think even if she was democratically chosen, there would be so many people, not even just men, but like so many people who 
would be constantly belittling her or mm, uh, yeah. thinking that everything that she does is is wrong or stupid or like even or like trying to undermine her decisions right. because she's a woman. Well, and even like grown women, they're like, well, women can't be president because of what about when they're on their periods? <laughs> oh no! Even though um, our testosterone levels are higher when we're on our periods, right. so we're more like men when we're on our periods. But go off, I guess. Sure. Um, which is why I'm so angry. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. But like, and so not only is she is she a woman, but she's also a young woman. So they're mm-hmm. like, not only is that, but you also don't have enough experience. But it seems like she's been commander for like a while. So yeah. like what, how much experience does she need to have before you respect her? Yep. So they're like, why is your army here, Ice Nation? And he's like, oh, uh, we're just, uh, we're just here for our military exercises. Yeah. And Indra is of course upset that they crossed into Tree Cruise territory and he's like, I know, no worries, like, our bad, like, we fixed it, it's all we, good. We forgot that's where the line was. And they're like, no, no, Naya did this on purpose, everything she does is on purpose. That's another reason why I hate this, is because it's like, dude, why are you trying to undermine this woman in a power, in a, in an authority, in a place of power, mm-hmm. when your high power is also a woman? Right. So what's the difference? I know the difference is their, like, morals and... Yeah. Values and stuff like that. But like, it's, uh, I don't know. So Lex is like, you know what, guy? You're right. <laughs> Let's go talk over here, bud. Yeah. Come we'll on just, over. Well, just let me, I, I have, have a private discussion. With I you. have a message for Queen Naya. And he's like, sure. Should I write it down? And she's like, no need. She kicks him off the side of the building. Really lucky that he doesn't land on anybody, honestly. I know. I know. If I, yeah, like there's no time for you to move out of the way. So. Yeah. So unfortunately, he did have to go off the side of the building because he's thrown off the commander's, commander's group. And it just doesn't turn out as well when it's not a Disney movie. Yeah. And then she's like, anybody else want to cross me? And they're like, no, we're good. Thanks, though. Thank you so much. So we move over to Clark and Rowan, and he's also a prisoner. But she's a prisoner because of him, though. <laughs> So I'd be like, I can't talk so, to you right now. We're not the same. Yeah. <laughs> we're not the same. He says his deal was broken with Lexa, so he's going to make a new deal with Clark because I'm bored in my room and it's been a week. <laughs> I really just want to leave and not have my head cut off. He's like, I'll get you home. And she's like, I'm already going home. You don't I, know me. <laughs> I literally can do whatever I want. <laughs> she needs revenge. And so Ron, he wants to kill Lexa, but he can't get close enough. So what he's going to do, he's going to leave a knife under Clark's bed and then some guards that he bribed will help get her out of there mm. after she kills Lexa. Sure, sure. Um, and then Asgeta will take over and Queen Naya will be very grateful and like not kill you, hopefully, but I can't promise that, I guess. And Rowan actually believes this is right for Sky Crew. Mm-hmm. I thought that this scene, having watched it last night, was like kind of clunky. Yeah. Um, like it was like, good day, other prisoner. Uh, hello, I have a deal for you. This is my deal. You want revenge. Like it, it was kind of like a little bit infomercially to me. Yeah. I I remember at the time like super loving this episode because I am a cabbie and Kalexa shipper, and so I got like lots of uh things from this episode that made me very happy. But in retrospect, the writing is not good in like multiple parts. It's all it's very like I have to do this so that you can do this and this is how the plot moves forward. Right. He's literally like good day. Uh I have a um I have a proposition for you. This is the proposition. This is why you would want to do the proposition mm-hmm. because this is what you want and this is how what you want goes into my proposition. This is how we are going to make the proposition happen and how we're going to make it make sense for you to get 
through the proposition. Mm -hmm. And then after that, this is what you will get out of doing the proposition. Like, even the cabbie scene later has the same energy of, like, we have to say these words because this is how um, we get to the next part of our plot point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So Lexa goes and trains with Aiden and all the Nightbloods, they're like, keep training because Aiden is even better than Lexa for when she was doing her conclave. I know that Lexa, like, when she does die, guys, I told you it was, uh, we told you it was spoilers for the whole series, (laughs) so sorry if you didn't know about that. Um, If you've been living under a rock since 2016. (laughs) When she dies in four episodes. And me, I finally really like Lexa. Oops. Yep. Yep. Uh, When she does finally die, she's very chill about it because she knows, like, her soul will live on in the flame and everything mm-hmm. and you know we actually see that that ends up actually being true and ba- the whole rest of the and series and then she becomes basically. god yeah. and like you know yeah. such is life but I just can't imagine it kind of reminds me of the monarchy I've I've been watching the crown which if you listen to our other podcasts you know um <laughs> but like it's so weird and they kind of like get the vibe that it's so weird to be like training like Queen Elizabeth in the crown, who I actually really like. I don't know how similar she is to the actual queen. Right. But I like the character of Queen Elizabeth in the crown. At least I did for I the first two seasons. I think you're supposed to. Yeah. At least for the first two yeah. seasons, for sure. She was, like, my favorite character other than, like, Margaret. Yeah. But it, it, they kind of, like, show the vibe of how weird it is for Prince Charles to be getting the... First of all, Prince Charles, you suck. In real life and on the show. This Thanks. is a- Prince Charles hate hate account. Yeah. But they're like training Prince Charles and like getting him ready to become king eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, Queen Elizabeth has to sit there and watch her son prepare to become something that she'll never actually get to see him do Mm. because she'll be dead by the time he actually becomes king. Right. Prince Charles sucks, dude. Yeah. I don't want that. I'd no. rather Queen Elizabeth live forever. Yeah. Um, but That's but, why Queen Elizabeth is waiting him out at this point. Good. Yeah. Thank you. She's just like waiting him out. Yeah. She's not going until he's out of there. Yeah. <laughs> but that that's what it kind of reminds me of is that like Lexa is like training Aiden and she's like, oh my God, he's even better than me. This is so great. This is awesome. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know that you're not going to get to see the conclave, right? The only right. reason that the conclave is happening is because you have died or whatever, you know? Right. Like, it's it's like, I know that she believes that her soul is going to live on, etc. Um, right. But, like, I can't imagine not in the middle of the night having a breakdown over the fact that all of these kids are simply preparing for when you die. Yeah, and also, like, they're all going to kill each other. Right. Oh, exactly. And I mean... I know that that's their, sure. that's their culture. That's exactly, that's what they've lived with. And, you know, that's kind of the point of the show is that, like, we see their culture and um, we're all like, what? That's crazy. Right? But they're all chill because that's, like, literally how they were raised and brought up. So, like, all this episode in particular is, like, making me want to see, like, what would have happened in the prequel. But also, I don't yeah. want the prequel if Jason's doing that's it. That's like, the thing. No, don't do that. I know. And we say this every single time. I would love to see at the hundred i would love to written by women the problem is that i don't want jason to be a part of it and jason is going to be a part of it no matter what and so like i genuinely i can't in in good good conscience exactly exactly i can't in good conscience go on twitter and say i want the hundred prequel and what if a cw executive sees it and hires jason again i can't like i can't do that um i can't subject new viewers to that Mm -mm. even you know yeah I, th- yeah. I would love to yeah. if if not Jason but someone else was to write like a book or something mm-hmm. not I mean not like Cass Morgan but like I mean like about this <laughs> actual like the the sh- canon of the show right about that I would read it I just don't I can't do it with Jason yeah I will never do I will never hang out with Jason again no no 
I will never acknowledge his presence ever again. I wonder how long Nightblood's, like, train with the current commander. Mm -hmm. Because, like, Lex is not planning to die, like, tomorrow. Right. Like, like she does die in a couple weeks, but, like, she's not planning to. So, like, how long do they, do they scoop them up at, like, 11? And I think then, they scoop them up as soon as, as soon like, as they know, they about, know them? about them and they bring them here because, um, like, I don't know, Lexa could be training them and, like, potentially, and I know that commanders probably don't live very long because they're usually, like, assassinated or something, right. but, like, these kids could be 27 before they actually do their conquest. Right, because, like, that's what I'm, I'm wondering is, like, if Lexa hadn't died here, like, how much longer would they have trained with her? Mm-hmm. How how long have they been training with her so far? Because, uh, like, it seems like all of the Nightbloods in a class of novitiates are around the same age. I was about to say that exact same thing. I was like, I don't remember if they ever say this. And if they do, feel free to correct me. But I hope that there is some sort of, like, age range or age limit, you know? Like, if mm-hmm. if when the Conclave happens, if you're under 10, you can't be in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm just so afraid of... And I assume that this has to be the case. Because if they find a Nightblood baby and they're like, throw that baby in the Conclave, then, right. like, God. Then, then you're never gonna... I don't know how Whoever's they have, oldest is going to do it. I don't understand how they have more Nightbloods at this point. Because if this has been your system for God knows how many years, how have you not killed off the... the the genetics mm-hmm. to right. have not more Nightbloods because you're killing these children at, like, age 12. Yeah, they can't They can't reproduce. reproduce. Yeah. And that's another thing is that, like, they... The reason why Antari kill, wins or, yeah. and becomes the commander, mm-hmm. not only because she killed them while they were asleep, which is a bitch move. Yeah. Come on. You could have beat them in a conclave anyway. So, right. like, what the... Ugh, I'm still mad about that. Mm-hmm. They were literally just children. They're always just children, I guess. Yeah. But, but also, they, I think, if I remember correctly, they, like, say that they hid her away from the people who came to look for Night yeah. Floods, and that's why she's older than everybody. Mm-hmm. So it really feels like, like, what happened to the ones that were, like, is she the same age as Lexa? She was like, supposed Antari to be in Lexa. should have been in the class in with Lexa, I think. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, th- I feel like they scooped them up at age, like, 10. Right. Like, if you're, if they come to the village looking for Nightbloods and they're under 10, they'll leave them, they'll document it. Right. And then leave them with their parents and then come back when they're, for them. Right. when they have the next class. Okay. Yeah. Is my assumption. That makes sense. Um, We're putting way too much thought into something that Jason didn't think about at all. Yeah. No, for um, sure. <laughs> so, would you say Antari is also about, like, 20 years old? Yeah. Maybe, like, it's a, maybe it's, like, a range of, like, they grab them from, like, age 10 to 12. Or whatever. Yeah. How? Maybe they collect them. Maybe they just collect all of the ones over ten as soon as there's a new commander chosen. Right. But that's that wouldn't make any sense either. I was just trying because... to say that like it's been less than a year since the dropship, right? Yes. Yes. It's only been it's only been six months. Maybe six months. Yes. Yeah. So John Murphy was under eighteen when he was in the skybox. Yeah. Yep. I. I it just, I always thought that Antari was also, like, around their age for some reason. Mm-hmm. Makes you feel even worse. Yeah. I already feel bad. I already felt terrible about what happens between Antari and, mm-hmm. and Murphy. And I know that we're obviously not there yet in the in the season or anything. And I'm not going to, I don't want to comment on, like, Richard and Rhiannon's relationship or anything. Because oh, they yeah. seem to be very happy they seem together. Very happy. Um, and that's wonderful. But seeing them together makes me so, I'm like, huh? I'm like, what? <laughs> what? How did that happen? Yeah. Yeah, I'm very happy for them. Something they seem very happy, but it's just like, it's such an interesting, like, ch- of those, of the characters to have, it's just, uh, yeah. <laughs> something was in the water on the 100 set. We yeah. all know it. <laughs> yeah. Tazia and Sachin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. 
Continue on? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so Titus comes over and says he hates the idea of the summit. Um, and they their focus should be on making Naya calm down because instead you're pissing her off by like inviting Sky Crew in. Sky Crew just wants to negotiate a treaty, not join the co- coalition. It's your idea to make them join the coalition. And Lexa says that she's really confident that seeing one head of bow will make everyone like the idea. And I'm like, I, this is very overconfident. Yeah. <laughs> Titus is like, why you think she's so cool? And Lex is like, I don't know. She's special. Because she is cool. Titus, come mean? on. You know Lexa likes girls. Get, like, it in get, your, get it in your bald head. Get it together. Yeah. Also, like, Clark genuinely is just, like, very uh, exemplary. Yeah. I, I have another thing that's going to completely derail us and uh, <laughs> have us talk about the lore again. Uh-huh. Um, so Titus says that he has been the commander, or he's been the flamekeeper for four commanders. Uh-huh. Right now in the story, this makes sense. Sure, sure. But... As we get farther in, we go all the way back to season six. And we meet Shade Hedda, one of my, for what, least favorite parts of the last two seasons. Yeah, truly, truly one of the things that brought it down. Yeah, yeah. We love you, J.R. Bourne. Like, but, like, J.R. Bourne as Shade Hedda, a snack. Yeah. (laughs) Except without that weird outfit that No, no, no. Yeah, it gets, it gets worse. Like, but, like, the swagger, the attitude. Sure. But the the entire character of Shade Mm -hmm. Hedda. Um, I hate you. Yeah. Die in a fire. So once again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember basically Shade Hedda or the lore of Shade Hedda, like, I don't know, Indra or something talking about him said that, uh, well, we kind of figured out or like kind of reverse engineered and decided that Shade Hedda was commander when Indra was like a teenager. Mm -hmm. Like a young. Right. And, uh, so that can't have been four commanders ago. Right. Right? Like, there's no way, unless those commanders are getting murdered real quick. Because, like, wait, so what are you saying? I'm Basically, I'm saying that um, in the lore of Shade Hedda that we've been told in season six or season seven, um, we were told that Shade Hedda was killed by his flamekeeper. Right. So I'm trying to figure out if Titus was Shade Hedda's flamekeeper mm. or not. I, I'm under, like, I assume no, but also... There's no way that Shade Hedda was four commanders away. If Lexa's, if Lexa is included in that four, then I would say maybe Titus became Flamekeeper right after Shade Hedda, like for the next commander after Shade Hedda, because probably the Flamekeeper that killed Shade Hedda would have then also been. Right. Because, right, that's true. Because Gaia is a very young Flamekeeper. I assume she's about 18. Sure. Titus, would you say, is older or younger than Indra? I'd say older. Okay. But also, like, Adina Porter ages better than, like, cheesy white man. (laughs) So. Right. So who even knows? Could go either way. Basically, here's the information I offer to you. around the same age. Right. So it would be very unlikely that Titus was Was the flamekeeper for Shadehead at the same time that she was, like, So there's just been a lot of commanders in between, which is, like, different from the royal family because Queen Elizabeth is, like, when I'm dead. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's like, what, 96 or whatever? And Prince Charles is like 50 or 60, just like waiting. (laughs) Um, Whereas like Lexa knows that like the lifespan of a commander is significantly less than if she was just like a normal person. Yeah. Yeah. She's like prepared. Right. Basically, here's all the information that I offer to you about Shade Hedda and form your own theory because I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If Shade Hedda conquered Tree Crew or whatever when... Indra was like 15. Sure. And Titus was like, say, 20 at the time. Sure. 
he could be, he could have easily been like the nun. The one right after yeah. Shade Hedda. I think so. Yeah. I just love, guys, write this, cause then if, write if, this tightest fic, please. If he would have been like <laughs> training to be the next flame keeper mm-hmm. at the time, uh, it makes what he says to Clark later when he like gives her the flame much more like meaningful mm-hmm. because he says it are, it amplifies what's already there which is why he doesn't want to give it to Antari because he knows that she's a bad person mm-hmm. and he has seen what it does in sure. a bad person. Right. Okay, so we're saying that Titus wasn't the flame keeper for Shade Hedda, mm-hmm. but saw Shade Hedda's reign. Yes. Um as like a like a person close. who was going to become that. And it didn't I just like the idea the idea of, like, this 20-year-old Titus being like, oh, boy, I'm up next, you know? <laughs> and, like, maybe he trained right underneath the flamekeeper who mm-hmm. was Shadehead's flamekeeper. Yeah. Um, and that flamekeeper was like, don't let this happen again. And also, I'm going to probably get executed because I'm going to take out Shade Hedda and then you're up next, brother. Yeah, yeah. That's our Titus head cannons. <laughs> no one asked for it, but there you go. You're welcome for making sense of this show that doesn't make sense. <laughs> so he's like, I've been the flamekeeper for four commanders. Unfortunately, this is your last one, buddy. <laughs> um, and he's like, none of them were as dope as you. Which I believe is true. I do too. Because I, if, if he's been, if it's been like going that quickly, mm-hmm. I feel like Lexa, I feel like we get from Indra that Lexa was commander longer than, like, the general span of a commander's lifetime. Especially if they keep being, like, very young. Yeah, I think she, I think, because I'm pretty sure they say that she started around Maddie's age Mm -hmm. in, like, season five, which was, like, 12. So if she's 20 here, she's been commander for eight years. Right. Um, So basically Titus wants Lexa to kill Clark for her power, um, and then another man asks Clark to kill Lexa, so... (laughs) interesting dynamic we're Men going into just this bad choices is what you're telling me so clark has the knife that rowan said would be there um clark asked for lexa to come in so that she could kill her he puts the knife to her throat and lexa doesn't even seem worried at all Mm-mm. which i really like I, I like in my mind she is because she i mean she says i didn't mean to make you this i didn't mean to make you like this you know and so like yeah. She she feels bad, I think, but I think she is also worried that she's like, oh, crap, you know, it's worse than I thought it was. Um, and she's just, yeah. like, very w- good at, like, kind of hiding that. I, I think she's definitely afraid, mm-hmm. but she's also very calm because I'm sure, like, her life has been threatened now. For sure. Um, and also... Even this up close, maybe. Yeah. And also, I'm sure she's, like, literally genuinely sorry, mm-hmm. which is, like, what she says to Clark in this moment. And just, like, she also, I think, I think the the I'm sorry here is also very much, like, I understand. Uh-huh. Because, like, she's probably afraid, but she's also very calm because, like, she knows if Clark does this, she understands why Clark would do it to her. Yeah. I see why Alexa doesn't seem worried because I think, um, you know, she knows that she's going to go into the flame and she also knows that her, mm-hmm. not predecessor, but the other way, her decessor is going to be, like, good because she believes that it's going to be Aiden. Mm, yeah. Um, and she knows later we see that like Aiden believes in the coalition and wants to help mm-hmm. Sky Crew and everything. So she she believes that Aiden will be a really good the word. People are yelling at their phones right now or yelling at their computers about what word it is that I think of. Like her not her replacement, something more professional than the word replacement. Successor. Successor. She ha- feels good about who her successor will be, so I think that's partially why she isn't doesn't seem worried about dying i think that she'd be really sad though because she probably really wanted to hook up with clark so true she's like maybe at some point would have been nice um (laughs) 
So she's like, okay, well, I feel bad. So you can leave if you want to. And I'm like, okay, well, there goes the one head of bowing plan, I guess. <laughs> and Clark's like, you know what? I have a better idea. Or she's like, go and hang out with your mom and then go home. And she's like, I got a better idea than hanging out with my mom. <laughs> Clark's like, yeah, hang on. I, I got really close to killing you just now. And I decided actually that I do hate myself and I would rather just kneel. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'll just do that. That's fine. So everything else that happens with Clark says just going to be moved to the ending. And mm-hmm. we're going to move on to Cabby. Um, that was a, a whole hour of, like, talking about lore that I don't think we need to do for the rest of the episode. <laughs> no. So, yeah. Okay, uh, Sam also did the Cabby storyline. I know what mm-hmm. you're thinking. Robin, you're making Sam do too many summaries again. Don't worry, you guys. I got the other two. Don't worry, also. I was happy to do these. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> also, I was, when uh, when Robin gave me my these storylines, I was like, yes! And then I was also like, Oh, because I didn't get to cover the, like, Lexa dealing to Clark part at the end because I was like, the proposal. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Kane and Abby roll up to the Polis city limits and park the car. They leave their weapons to be escorted in by grounders. And also Nelson and Hill. And also (laughs) Nelson and Hill. Rest in peace. Uh, They're like, hey, Nelson, let's just reuse that name. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just bring it back. Kane reprimands a guard for carrying a med kit from Mount Weather, but Abby jumps in to defend him. And they bicker like an old married couple. Abby is worried that they won't give Clark back, but Kane promises that he won't leave, that they won't leave without her. As they walk into the bustling metropolis, Kane and Abby are overwhelmed by the life that the grounders have built and the city that seems to be just overflowing with like joy and people and a society. A merchant offers them a grilled monster eel and Kane just straight up takes a bite. He trades a sky crew patch in return as thanks. Abby thinks that Kane is a better diplomat than she is and she tells him, that while she was honored to be chancellor, she says that it really should be him instead. Kane, foolishly, insists on having an election when they get home instead of just accepting the pin. He tells her that no matter which of them wears it, though, they're in this together. Kane and Abby watch the sunset, but Abby is impatient about meeting with Lexa. Suddenly, Clark walks through the doors. Abby rushes in to hug her, but Clark is like, eh, not right now. She only has time to think about the summit and the proposition to become the 13th clan. Abby asks what that means, and Clark tells her that this is their new Unity Day. Kane agrees with Clark that this is the best move for Sky Crew, and Clark says that she's going to stop my Nation from messing with them because she's one Hedda. Ooh. <laughs> I it know, sounded, I know. like, so badass at yeah. the time, but now I'm like, ooh, you're so scary. I really, like, I think it's... It's unrealistic. Not that this show is realistic in a lot of different ways. (laughs) But I think it's unrealistic that Clark shows up to, like, see her friends again and everything. And, like, Jasper isn't, like, cool name. Like, she's like, I'm actually Juan Hedda and I'm really fancy. And Jasper's like, Uh all right. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Neat. Cool. You're a little different from last time I saw you. Now you have a giant ego. Or, like, like Murphy being like, what? You're what? Okay. Very cool. Yeah, and I'm Juan... (laughs) We can all have names. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm just one foot of was one foot of. I'm sorry, but Murphy would come up with No, he definitely would. He would. Yeah, I was put on the spot there. I should have thought of something. (laughs) So they get to the Polis city limits and they have to go on foot now. They're going to leave all the guns and radios in the truck because they're going to be escorted in. One of the guys is going to bring in a med kit from Mount Weather and Kane's like, that's going to send a bad message. Leave that. I'm like, Kane, bro, calm down. <laughs> like, he's just trying to be helpful, dude. You, like, you need to calm down. I felt You're so being bad for like, that guy. Literally just like, this is a helpful tool that if anything bad later. happens to us, I can, like, use it. He's like, I'm the cleric. He's like, bro, you're literally going to get burned on your arm yeah. later. You're going to wish I had the Neosporin. Poly- <laughs> 
Whoa, now we don't have gauze. Good job, Kane. Now you have to go all the way back to the car before you can get your wound healed. Yeah. Ding dong. So Abby's like, okay, dude, uh, calm He's down, like, man. Whoa, like, whoa, whoa. All right, yell at me then. Like, I, not this random guy. I used to love this moment. Like, I was literally, I always write my summaries while we're like rewatching the episode because like stream of consciousness works best for me. But during this scene, I've seen it so many times and I could have just written my summary through it. But I stopped, watched the whole thing, and then go back yeah. Kane knows that the Mount Weather thing is a bad idea. And I'm like, well, you weren't there for everyone to bully Abby into doing it. Right. So thanks you for did, nothing. You didn't get to, like, share your opinion at the time. So Also, Abby shouldn't have to take the blame for Jackson. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm going to blame Jackson for this. Right. And, like... Abby's doing her best, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you if you wanted to have opinion, you shouldn't have gotten trapped in the woods with Farm Station. Yeah. I'm sorry. She's like, what, should I just let Nyko die? And he's like, it doesn't matter now, which basically means yes, because I don't think Kane, does Kane even know who Nyko no, is? He's probably like, yeah. Kane is like, I've let, yeah. Kane is like, I know we're um, still growing as people here, yeah. uh, but I've let people die before, and I think it's not an issue. Yeah, it's been fine. You know, we're living in a dystopian, right? Like, like we have to let people die. We at can't some point. save everyone. <laughs> so they're like, yeah. So he talks about the fact that they let Farm Station in, and it's not just a hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's another thing in a long list of things that they need to discuss with Lexa. They want to lift the kill order on Lincoln. Talk about trade routes. They want to get Clark back. And he's like, I'm sorry, Clark is not a bargaining chip. I'm like, that's very nice, but also, yeah. I don't even think that, like... I don't think he meant it as she's a bargaining chip. It's just something that he needed to talk about. Yeah, it's, like, I didn't think... I don't think that, call it, like, apologizing for saying that she's a bargaining chip is, like, the right apology here. Mm. Like, he should... he, I like the calm, the instant, like, calming down and being like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, like, talk that way about Clark. Yeah. But, like, I don't, I agree, I don't think he talks about her like she's a bargaining chip. I think that, like, their goal is to get Clark back because it's something that's important to both of them. Mm-hmm. But, like, in particularly Abby because, like, he, he genuinely just, I don't see another reason <laughs> necessarily that we have to get Clark back other than Abby and Bellamy miss her. Right. <laughs> Um, so Abby's scared that they won't give her back because of Mount Weather and it's going to be like Abby's fault. And Kane's like, well, we won't leave without her. So, and I'm like, well, you did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we won't leave without her unless she decides to stay. And then we respect her wishes. Right. (laughs) Um, so they go into Polis. Kane loves it. It seems like this little town is just like the market, the tower and the temple. Like what else do we really see around here? And like, where does the big fight take place next episode? Just like in the square or like Uh, what, what exactly includes Polis? It felt like Tondisi was bigger. Well, yeah, I agree. And I think Tondisi is bigger technically because like, but Polis has it like has, has more, more surface area, but Polis has more people just because in a smaller area. Right. So it ha- it gotcha. looks bigger because it's got more people in a smaller area, like cities. But I think that the part where the fight takes it place next episode is supposed to be like I feel that we only see like the main street leading up to the tower. Yeah. Because that's where Kane and Abby walk in. But I feel like we're supposed to believe that Polis is like a small circle around the tower, mm-hmm. and there's like a square over here where they fight. 
Gotcha. Um, and, like, people live around here and, like, people come in to, like, sell their wares and stuff. Like, they commute into the city. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so people are staring at them, um, but Kane isn't worried because they're under the commander's protection. And I'm like, I don't know how many times I have to tell you guys this, but pe- there are people who don't listen to the commander. Also, I'm still just thinking about this. I Polis must be neutral ground, too, mm-hmm. because every commander rules from Polis, not just Lexa. Right. Yeah. So I, w- I wonder if anyone lives in Polis because then true. What clan are you? Or do you right. like just move there after you've like lived with your clan for right. X amount of years? Yeah. Or is it just the territory belongs to whichever commander is in charge at that point? Right. I, uh, I think that's funny because like that's kind of how I see Vancouver too. Because like it's so weird to see children in Vancouver. Because I'm like, <laughs> wait, Vancouver isn't just a place that you move to once you're an adult. <laughs> so weird. We live near a school. Yeah, I work near school or like kind of out like, of school. Like we frequently see children, but you're just like, whoa, how'd you get here? I just like, and this is probably just like the Alberta, the Albertan in me. Sorry. <laughs> but I just like, I can't imagine actually like physically growing up in a big, big city like that. Mm-hmm. Like growing up in an apartment of the size that we have right now. Oh yeah. Just because I like, I grew up in a house. Yeah. So like, I don't know. It's just like weird for me to think, but. I can't, I can't imagine it either because I, while not growing up in Alberta, I but did grow farm. up on a farm. Yeah. So I also can't really imagine growing up in a city personally, but I'll probably do it to my kids. Yeah, right. So. Right. <laughs> like, guess I'll see firsthand how it goes. Yeah. So he says that no one is armed in Polis but the sentries. Then they go to the person who's selling the thing. Abby doesn't want it. Kane takes some and he speaks trig for it because he's been practicing. Mm-hmm. Then he offers his little sky crew patch as payment. And this is where we got the impulse purchase. Yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> there are also multiple scenes that got cut where Abby was practicing her trig mm. from this season in particular, like I think with Octavia. Yeah. But it's just not, it never made it in. Right. He's so just like tickled by this place. And I love how like happy he is it's here. It's so cute. She's like, hey, you're suited for diplomacy. Like you should be the chancellor. He said that he always dreamt of Earth being empty, but it's not. There are people here. And then Kane says that he wants to have an election. Damn it, Kane! If you had just taken it. You noble you son just, of a bitch. If you had just taken it, guy. Yeah. A challenger has entered. Yeah. He you says, don't even know of it yet, but a challenger has entered. Just accept it. I think that Kane knows that a challenger has entered. He just doesn't know that it, the challenger the, is so gonna serious and, and so... And going to be really popular yeah. because um, something bad is about to happen. So Kane's like, no matter who's the chancellor, we'll be in it together. I think that this... The writing here is particularly clunky, like, is which is my problem that I've had with this storyline from the last two episodes, is that the writing to get Abby out of being the Chancellor is very bad. Yeah. it You have not convinced me that Abby is bad at her job. They're like, and, she's so tired, you see how many naps she is taking? <laughs> and now you're just like, now you're just like, well, I haven't convinced you, but I've convinced Abby that she's bad at her job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like... Okay, sure. What? Well, at this point, I can't do anything about it, so whatever. But, like, she's not bad at her job. Like, she literally only gets written this, like, it's so inconsistent because she only, she's written, like, super impatient in this episode. And I'm like, Abby has more, like, patience and class and diplomacy than this. And you're just, like, writing her this way to make it make sense that she just wants to give up the pen and, like, mm-hmm. is distracted by a 
is not a good diplomat because she focuses more on her daughter than, like, what's right for Sky Crew. I'm like, okay, whatever, but you need the emotional balance and the logical balance to, like, actually make good decisions, but go off, I guess. (sighs) So Indra's also here, um, and she says, hello, my friend, to Kane. It's time to cry. I I love Kane and Indra so much. Mm. I feel like... I don't, I don't, I don't want to say that I ever, like, romantically shipped Kendra, nah. um, but, but like. friendship is really good. Yeah, and, like, how close their faces get in this one <laughs> scene also is I'm just like, well, this one, uh, and then I just take it, then it's yeah. like, ah, eh, never mind. But, like, it just, like, reminds me of how good their friendship was, mm-hmm. and then I just, like, think to how wronged everything yeah. became, because Kane was never mentioned again after he died, and we only ever, like, saw a glimpse of him once, mm-hmm. and so, like, seeing this reminds me that, like, Indra didn't even, like, ask, you know? Like, Indra never was like, where's that guy who was a very good friend of mine? Well, she was there when he died. Oh, right. Yeah. Why wasn't Indra more upset then? Yeah. <laughs> I am, uh, I am sad. Yeah. Because also, Indra was in the bunker with Kane, right? So not only mm-hmm. did they have, they had, like, what was it, six? right six years um also together so Mm -hmm. yeah it's really sad and wasn't indra also kind of against octavia yeah indra Indra is the reason that kane Kane didn't didn't just get straight up murdered like she's the reason that kane and abby (gasps) like got to like be together in that like scene in 504 so nice to hear that that continuity continued to season five yeah season six i was like ride or die for like season five like i thought season five was one of the best seasons at that point because i didn't really care for season four so like to me the show like rose up to like about 307 before the bad stuff happened and then took a huge dip for me and, and then, then season for me, five went i up, was like whoa i love this it went up a little bit for never more and then went like back down the, <laughs> the very end of season four it comes like i think one of the peaks of the hundred in general is like the last four episodes in four and yeah, the first four, four episodes of season five yeah is like a big like that was the good stuff mm-hmm. but yeah it's really i loved indra as like a tr- uh, another part. I loved seeing Indra in like in general. I loved Indra, but her the way she her dynamic added to like her relationship with Kane and her relationship with Abby and her relationship with them as a couple later is uh, all very interesting mm-hmm. to me. And speaking of, I didn't say much about this cabbie scene <laughs> as like a cabbie shipper yet, but I do have a fun anecdote that I promised I would tell because Brittany is not here because the hundred makes her angry. Um, but at the time it did not. This is one of the episodes that Brittany and I first watched together in person because we were in her grandparents' house in Hawaii for the like first time ever eating and hanging out. And um, the... <laughs> The stills for this episode came out and we saw Kate and Abby like holding hands basically in Polis. Like he's just, they're just passing the pin back and forth. But at the time we were like, whoa, 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 whoa. And uh, Brittany saw these photos and just fell off the bed because she was so excited. Um, and it was great. So good things happened at one point. So this nice. episode was the reason why you are married today. Exactly. So true. <laughs> <laughs> we saw, we saw Alexa like, proposed to Clark at the end of this episode and I was just like hmm, I will remember this for later because later. <laughs> they both kneel right yeah so that's true <laughs> so um not only does Indra say hello my friend to Kane but she also addresses Abby as Chancellor Griffin and mm-hmm. we respect thank you so much for the respect exactly that she deserves thank you uh, that I think one of the scenes that was cut where Abby was supposed to speak Trig 
was her training with Octavia to like go meet Indra for the first time. Right. Aw. I love I love that. Like Octavia and uh Kane were both like, okay, this person's very important. So you need to practice before you meet them because mm-hmm. they're very important. Um <laughs> so she's like, Hi, hello, I am enjoying the capital. Thank you so much for keeping Clark safe. And Indra's like, Ooh, well that wasn't even me. That was Lexa. Abby wants to see Clark, but it's not time yet. And Kane knows like when to ask for stuff. Like he's like, mm-hmm. We'll ask for that later. Yeah. Um and she's like, Wow, it's like another reason why Kane should be the chancellor ah, instead of Abby. He's just so much smarter than me. And I'm like, no, he's not. <laughs> You've been handed the idiot ball. So sundown is happening. Abby is pissed that Lexa still isn't talking to them. Clark's brought into the room and like kind of like half-assed hugs Abby. It's and- so it's so sad to see like Clark when she's overthinking everything. Because like, ugh, it's just, she's, she becomes a jerk. Yeah, like, Clark just, like, immediately comes in and, like, gets to business. And, like, Abby wants a moment like, to, like, look at you and, like, it's been three months. I'm like, dude, it's your mom. You haven't seen her in three months. You literally, the reason that you pulled the trigger in Mount Weather was because she was dying. Like, your mom was on the chopping block and that's the reason that you did it. Like, you did it to save her and you're not even gonna, like, hug her now that she's safe and you're safe. It's really upsetting to see, to be honest. Yeah. Um, when, like, every time I watch this scene i'm just like can you like just a sec dude yeah why like like, how do you have to become so callous like sucks like we as you know we're in a panini and i haven't seen my mom since december 2019 because i want to keep her safe i know that when i see her again i will hug her for a solid five minutes give her a minute clark for god's sake yeah it's just it's really confusing too because i think a lot of clark's motivations in the first two seasons were based on how much she loves her family mm-hmm. and so like it's it's hard for me to believe that um that those three months would completely like just like get rid of all of that i think that clark and abby's relationship uh really depends on the specific writer in the hundred writers room that was writing the episode because i don't think that kim like i think she acknowledges that it's important but i don't think she like really cared about the depth of it because literally two episodes from now in 305 which i i'm not 100 percent sure who wrote but i know that i enjoy that episode the there's another scene where clark is like fleeing from arcadia and like she like runs and embraces abby and like even asks abby to like come with her and uh, like you can see like that's the relationship that i was drawn to in the first place not like this clark just being like a petulant teenager charlie craig oh i have no idea who that is but good for him he wrote an episode i liked (laughs) i just wanted to say i just went on the hundred on imdb to see who wrote that episode And I just wanted to say how satisfying it is to just see 100 episodes. Yeah. I'm just so glad that happened. Yeah. Even though I didn't care for the last two seasons. Mm Mm-hmm. They were like, I was really pleased when they did, when when that happened. I was like, y'all get it. Thanks. Like, there's a solid 50 of them that I'm never going to watch again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but. So she's like, hey, we're changing the terms of the summit. And Kane's like, oh, is it because of Mount Weather? I know. I thought it was a bad idea. It's your dumbass mom who <laughs> 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 decided to do that. Oh, God. And she's like, uh, no, it's no. because of the Ice Nation. Uh, what did you even do in Mount Weather? And he's like, never mind. Um, Don't worry about that. It's not important right now. She's like, they want to kill Lexa and take over. And Abby's like, uh, sounds like a Lexa problem. <laughs> um, and Kane, of course, knows that that puts all of them in danger. Which, like, Abby would also know. Like, yeah. she's just, again, the idiot ball. But yeah. yeah, so Kane's like, this is, uh, this is actually important for us. And if we're in the coalition, we get, like, benefits. Yeah. So Kane's like, join the union. He's like, we get dental <laughs> if we do that, yeah. So she's like, we need to join Lex's coalition as the 13th clan. And Abby's like, well, that's not really what we came here for. 
Abby's just like, oh, well, I have you now. I want to go home. Yeah. And I'm like, girl, get it together. They're like, it's our unity day. It's all of the, the stations coming together. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, you guys are the 13th clan, right? The 13th station blew up because they wouldn't join. <laughs> right? Or like, weren't yeah, like, allowed to or something. Yeah, they they weren't allowed to join, but, and then they got shot out of the sky. So, so maybe. great metaphor. Maybe you should join so you don't get shot out of the right. ground. So Kane agrees, but he's like, what's going to stop Ice Nation now? And um, Clark's like, me, me. Bitch. Okay, sure. <laughs> cool. So then the rest of the stuff that happens in that storyline, we, of course, are moving to the ending. And the next part is what happens in Mount Weather. Of course. But, but before we do that, we're going to talk a little bit about Patreon. I have updates. We so do. first of all, if you don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is a service in which you can donate to some of your favorite creators. We do ours monthly. Um, and we have new perks that I'm so excited to tell you about. So first of all, at the $1 or up level, you get early access, like we've always been talking about. $2 level now, we have a Discord server. So if you guys are at the $2 level or above, feel free to go on the Discord server. We have a little The 100 um, channel. And you guys should talk about what you think about this episode and everything in that Discord channel mm-hmm. um, with other people who also have that. That would be so fun. We're going to be in there. And uh, yeah, so $2 or more, you get um, access to the Discord server. $5 or more still gets you 10% off at shoppylux.com. Mm-hmm. And then $10 or more, this is very exciting, we have a Patreon-only podcast. It's called Okay, Love You, Hi! And we basically <laughs> are just kind of talking about whatever we want. Um, it comes out uh, every two weeks. So um, it's like, yeah, it's $10 a month, but really it's $5 a month for each one. Yeah, it's $5 per pod. Plus all of the extra stuff that you get, you get still get 10% off mm-hmm. at shoppylux.com. You still get uh, access to the Discord server. You still get early, early access. access. I don't know. I think it seems super, super uh, worth it to me at least, but I'm also biased. We're also talking about like really fun stuff. Like the first five episodes of our uh, Okay, Love You, Hi pod are going to be free on our each of our regular feeds. So we're talking about something that's like connected to the the shows that we already talk about. So um, you'll see one on this feed in a few weeks uh, about our comfort shows. Yeah, exactly. So those <laughs> ones are going to be coming out a week later. So for example, as we're recording this, um, the first episode comes out on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And the Saturday after that is when we're going to be putting it out on um, like one of our feeds. So you guys are yeah. going to want to be subscribed to all five of them so that you don't miss one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on our Lost podcast feed, we're going to be talking about the wilds. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be fun. Um, on our Star Trek one, we're going to be talking about Discovery. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to be talking about like some more general stuff on the other three um, yeah. podcasts. So yeah, it's mostly after that, it's going to be about stuff that we want to talk about. So I've we're going to be taking turns on talking yeah. about whichever topic we want. Like one of my topics is definitely going to be why you should watch Night of the Museum too. So definitely you're going to want to hear that one. And I also want to do one on ranking the Taylor Swift albums, which mm-hmm. I am supremely unprepared for because <laughs> every time anyone asks me what my favorite one is, I'm just like, I can't hear suddenly. I cannot <laughs> speak to you about this. I'll probably, I have no idea what I'm going to do yet, but I'm excited. We have so much time to figure it out. But yeah, please um, check out our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash theafficionados for so many new perks. To be honest, you guys, oh, help. <laughs> oh, I'll probably do one on the X-Files. Sure. Because I'm currently obsessed the Xbox. Yeah, why not? Cool. So um, we hope you join us for that. But if not, the uh, we're going to have a couple of examples out for free so that hopefully that kind of uh, gives you a reason to do so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to move on to Mount Weather now. Wahoo. I did the summary for Mount Weather. Um, I wrote it weeks ago. So let's see <laughs> if I can do this. 
Bellamy, Raven, Octavia, and Gina arrive at Mount Weather. Bellamy wishes he were going to Polis. Inside, Farm Station has moved in. Octavia is worried about what this is going to look like to the grounders. Raven talks about how much Sinclair loves her just in time for Sinclair to tell her what to do. Octavia and Bellamy sit together outside and talk about how this is a bad idea. O tells Bellamy that she and Lincoln are leaving once this kill order is lifted. Some guards bring Echo forward and she tells Bellamy that the summit is a trap and there's an assassin there to kill his people. We see a glimpse of the assassin getting ready. Bellamy and co are going to head to Polis and Raven's going to work on the launch codes for the missiles. Raven struggles because the code is so long. Gina suggests checking to see if it's written down somewhere. She goes to check the president's office. A while later, after sundown, Raven gives up. She's disappointed in herself. Sinclair tells her that she doesn't deserve the pain that she makes herself go through. She would fix a machine if it were broken and she should let Abby do the same. Raven is worried that she can't be fixed, but Sinclair tells her to have the same faith in herself that he has in her. Gina calls Raven to say she can't find the code. She gets stabbed by the assassin who sets a timer to blow up the mountain in one minute. Sinclair and Raven run after him and kill him getting the code. They try to give it to Gina, but she's dead and all the people in Mount Weather die again. (laughs) Turns out the assassin was at Mount Weather the whole time. Thanks a lot, Echo. Damn it. So the first thing we see in the storyline is that they drive over a flower, which uh, yeah, really it is a metaphor, a symbol for how Jason feels about peace, which we've talked yeah. about a whole lot on this, <laughs> on this podcast. And he's like, what happiness? Peace is boring. No. Flatten it. <laughs> um, Octavia hates being in the rover. Um, Raven, Gina, and Bellamy are also here. Gina can tell that Bellamy is worried about the people in Polis, and he wishes that he was there, but then we wouldn't be together. And I'm like, that's correct. You would not. It sucks that Oct- Octavia's like, I hate being indoors literally at all, ever. And then she has to live in charge of everyone in the bunker for right. six years. Yeah. Right, and it's like a whole thing about how, like, she's under the ground again, and Mm -hmm. yeah. Bellamy says his leg is fine. You got stabbed. You literally got stabbed and were bleeding and limping. I'm honestly not not really sure how you're okay to do this entire mission that you end up doing. Literally, like, multiple times. Bellamy's leg injury here and Kane's leg injury in season Mm -hmm. two. Like, they just, two days later, I'm fine. I, if I, if I could bring up Lost again, (laughs) if if you do not mind. Oh, please go ahead. I think I've got another lost note later in the storyline. Um, but when a show needs people to heal really quickly, mm-hmm. what I liked about Lost was that they were like, it's a magic island. And in 104, they were like, the island heals people. Yeah, they literally established that yeah. from the get-go. It's a magic island that heals people. And so like when people get healed really, really quickly, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I know that not everyone, not every show is set on a magic island. So not right. everyone can do that. Um, I just wanted to praise Lost for uh, mm-hmm. um, I mean, making you, everything make sense. You could have established that Sky Crew's genetically modified blood makes them heal faster. Yeah. Or like uh, the air on the Earth is still slightly radioactive, which helps with healing or whatever. I, sure. I believe you. Yeah. You could have sold me a story, mm-hmm. but you didn't. Yeah. So Raven wants to talk about how she saved Sinclair on the Ark. And Octavia just says, please don't, because she doesn't want to hear about stuff, like all the Ark stuff that she missed out on. I think, if I were to guess. Mm-hmm. And also, she hates Sky Crew. <laughs> <laughs> she did some crazy science stuff while the control room thought that she was fixing a loose wire. It was the only time Sinclair ever lost it, but she didn't even get in trouble. She got promoted. Because, like, it was crazy, but she she fixed it. She got it done. Yeah. So they go inside. Farm Station is at all the tables. They're, like, listening to music. And it is just, like, way too happy for the absolute atrocity that happened here. Yeah. Um, you guys have no idea what went down. So, where did all like, the bodies go? Relax. Like, exactly. Like, yeah. I think that <laughs> this is part of fan fiction that I've read. I think that was part the initial, like, clearing it out yeah. process. I think I've, I think in the fic that I'm thinking of, and I'm not going to mention which fic, if you know, you know. I think that 
Clark like goes back and like pulls them all out herself because oh, wow. she feels like it's her responsibility to do that. And that's very Harry digging them Dobby's like, grave. Yeah. Uh, either like burn them or like bury right. them. Um, and but also it could have been part of like Abby's initial exploratory team. That's true. Bury them. Sure. Yeah, Jasper, if he were here, he'd be so mad. Yeah. He'd be so mad if he were here. Jasper would literally start swinging. Yeah. So there's 36 of them in here. So that means there's 27 that aren't there because they said, I don't remember how many, 63, I think is what they said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last time I do the math right on that. I don't know. But okay, so if a bunch of them, like that's not 63 people. Mm -mm. So there must still be pieces of farm station that aren't like I think Brian? that I think that there yeah I think that there are parts of farm station because Hannah isn't there right and, um like that one guy who's like Pike 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 he's not there like the guy who's like he's five that guy was he in farm station I think, I think they're separate people oh, but okay. like he, five could have been yeah. from farm station so yeah I think there's like I don't know whatever number you came up with I think it was um, sixty three before I assume I did the math right but okay sixty three minus thirty six. Yeah, 27. So there's 27 so there's of them that aren't. still 27 aren't. of them. I'm, I'm assuming. So Pike, what are you upset about? I'm assuming Dude, is. there's still 27 of your people. <laughs> Chill out, man. You you still have, like, a few from your original, like, 180. Like, yeah. calm down. Um, <laughs> the My thing is, I think that there probably was, like, room for some of them already at Arcadia because, like, they've been trying to, like, build out at Arcadia. Uh-huh. But there wasn't room for 63 new people all right. of a sudden. So that's why they had to use the yeah. mountain. Yeah. It's, it's crazy because, like, looking back on it, I was so mad at, like, Bellamy and Pike mm -hmm. while I was watching this. And, like, the reasoning... At least the reasoning that they had, like the things that happened to them are enough reason for what they did, I think. Yeah. The, my, my my problem is, um, is Bellamy, like Gina is fridged at the end of this episode. Yeah. And it's truly because she's a, she's a female character. She gets killed for like to, um, to motivate, to motivate a man. And J Gina literally didn't exist until yeah. two episodes ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and now she's dead. And like, that's supposed to be the big reason for Bellamy to completely rebel. And like, fine. But like, Bellamy knows so many grounders that I still yeah. almost don't believe it uh, yeah. with him. Because, like, because he knows them. Like, Pike doesn't know them. So like, I get it. Because once again, all of his people are dead because of grounders. Like, uh, I understand. I One of the things that I always used to like about The 100, like pre-season six, is that I could always understand everybody's motives, mm -hmm. even if I, like, had particular preferences, like, for my favorite characters. I could always understand why Pike did something or why Bellamy did something. Like, even even when I didn't like what they were doing, I understood why they were doing it because they made, the motiv like, their motivations clear. But I'm also, like, yeah, the grounder thing is just, a, it's taking it too far. Like, yeah. I understand how you got there. But also, maybe you should have, like, wrote a pro-con list yeah. before making this decision. Right. Like, yeah, a whole bunch of Pikes people were killed, but then they kill 300 people. Yeah. And they're like, how many of those people like, were actually they were good sleeping. guys? Yeah, exactly. Like, right. Just like Antari. Yeah. Octavia knows that the grounder's going to be mad about this, and he's like, there was no room at the inn. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. And Octavia immediately leaves, and Pike's like, whoa, she's cool. Um, because <laughs> I realized this is the first time Pike is ever meeting Octavia. He's it's just not. like, it's not? He teaches the class. Oh, you're right. I was like, Octavia wasn't in any of the classes because, no, you're right. It's yeah. the, the grounder. The <laughs> oh, my God. He's probably class. like, this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, right. You. Like, uh, you took that class real seriously. No, you're huh? right. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I Honestly, I think that in another version of this 
show, Pike would have been really impressed with Octavia. Right. Um, yeah, she really did do the Earth skills, didn't yeah. she? Yeah. So Sinclair just like comes up and gives Raven a to-do list. Outside, Octavia sits above the Mount Weather door. Bellamy joins her. Octavia like knows this is a mistake. And I'm like, you were there. Why didn't you say something <laughs> last episode? Abby only let it happen really because, because she was being ganged up on. And if someone else yeah. had stood up, with her, then maybe this wouldn't have happened. Like, literally anyone could have said something like, this is a very bad idea. Like, Lincoln gave in because it was his friend. Yeah. Like, right. And, like, Octavia doesn't necessarily have to, like, ruin her relationship with Lincoln. Not that she's very happy with him right now anyway. Right. But, like, she doesn't necessarily have to, like, ruin her relationship by being like, no, let's let Nyko die because she also cares about Nyko. Mm-hmm. But she could be like, okay, now that we've saved Nyko, I really don't think that we should yeah. we should stay here. Like, I don't think, I think there's a big difference between, like, we have to go save Nyko and, like, use the resources of the mountain and habitating the mountain. Yeah. Like, Sure, gut the mountain for resources, which I think is, like, the smart thing to do and, like, the thing that Abby should have been doing the whole time, which is, I think, what she was doing. Yeah. Uh, But, like, putting people in it is, like, Yeah. Bellamy knows that Nyko and Lincoln will convince them all it's good. I'm like, all of them? (laughs) Okay. They'll they'll just send out a newsletter, I guess, about it. Um, (laughs) So, once Lincoln's kill order is lifted, she and him are going to run away and Bellamy understands but she'll always have a place with him. Very nice. Great. Mm-hmm. I love the relationship between Bellamy and Octavia. Uh, it quickly devolves. Up to I, this point, yeah. um, it's about to go up in flames. Yeah, exactly. So two guys bring Echo over and Bellamy recognizes Echo, obviously. They're mm-hmm. clearly farm station guys because they're like, we hate grounders. Um, <laughs> Uh, Echo says that the summit is a trap and that there's an assassin there to kill all of their people. Mm-hmm. Um, my my question about this is that, um, first of all, once again, we needed to have uh, the other 48 days for the farm station. We talked about this yeah. a couple episodes ago. Last episode, I think. Yeah. Um, we should have had one. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that I really liked about the Tailies on Lost was that they didn't call the others because the others were the big bad that like, all throughout season one, our main characters are thinking, oh, the others are the ones who are trying to hurt us. They're the others. That's what they called them, the others. Right. Because they got that from another character who had been there for a really long time. Right. Mm-hmm. She calls them the others. And so everybody else just kind of like got that. Yeah. And the Tailies never called them the others. Because it wasn't part of their like lexicon to right. do that. It because... would be a supreme coincidence for them to have come up with the same sort of yeah. nickname for them. at this, Like basically it, it is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So they always called them, they just called them them. And so I think these guys are calling them far, they're from Farm Station. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's interesting that they're like, what? She's a grounder. And I'm like, you, you, the word grounder. I understand that. But also the ship just still did have communication with the hundred. That was my next note was unless they had used the, heard that word use on the arc. Yeah. Like I, I always, I still am not entirely sure and I'm not entirely sure it'll be made clear upon rewatch how much, like, the general population exactly. knew about, like, what had happened, but Pike did. So, right, so maybe Pike had, yeah. Could go either way, but I do... I do, I do think your point has merit. So um, everyone inside has already heard about what's going on and is getting ready. Echo says that she was with the Ice Nation army heading to Polis and overheard it. Um, and Pike's like, why are you helping us? And you know what? It was a, I guess it was a good point for him to, I I hate (laughs) siding with Pike in this because I know that he's supposed to be a, uh, like a metaphor for, um, xenophobia, xenophobia. And so like it, (laughs) but then sometimes he makes good points and you're like, 
But unfortunately, he's right this time. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, well, it was wrong of us for, like, to abandon you. And I'm like, in reality, she isn't helping, so. Yeah. And Bellamy says that he trusts her, which is why they sent Echo. Mm-hmm. Man, Echo is really one of those characters that, like, I started liking out of spite and then just kept liking because, right. like, gets better. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> I know that the main reason why Bellamy goes, like, berserk is because of the death of Gina. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if this betrayal is also, like, part of A that. little bit, yeah. So. I'd say so. Yeah. So they radioed the people, but they they, like left their radios uh, it, it's actually because the guys who they left are already dead yeah and it, like i think that you're absolutely right about this definitely playing into bellamy like going off the rails because he's the one that like advocates for trusting her more than anybody else exactly yeah and he, so then he partially feels like it's his fault and like that's kind of like the curse of bellamy though as well because mm-hmm. he like constantly thinks it's his fault and that's yeah. something that clark also um suffers from, from. jinx <laughs> So Pike asks them to get the mountain missiles ready. And I'm like, at that point, you're not better than the mountain men. Like, why do you think, like, uh, like, you straight up can't just go shoot. Why would you? What are you shooting? You can't. I think he wants to shoot Polis. I think that's what. I'm just like, what? What do you gain from, like, also killing your people who are there first? Yeah. I, and like, I don't even know how to talk about this properly even. But, like, what makes you better than the grounders who are, like, who are killing all of your people? What makes you better than them when you just go and kill all of their people? Like, there's no... And, and, and I you don't have to forgive them. But, like, there you got... I think at this point, Pike is in such a state of, like, kill or be killed that he's just always going to shoot first. Mm-hmm. He, he he doesn't have time... But when does it end? He then? doesn't have time to think about the bigger picture. Yeah. And at this point, he's just like, it ends when I kill them all. So we don't have the codes, but we do have Raven. So, yahoo, let's go. Mm. Um, Bellamy and Gina kiss, and she's like, don't be stupidly heroic, just regular heroic. Then we see the assassin getting ready. He, he has a timer watch, wherever <laughs> he got that. Um, he cuts himself, drops it a little into like a little tin container that looks just like what holds the flame. Uh-huh. Um, very sure. Okay. okay. Raven is struggling because the code is 12 digits long. Yikes. I mean, she's right. That would That's take a lot forever. You, you can't solve that just by punching yeah. codes unless you're an android. So Sinclair's like, Gina, what do you think? And she's like, girl, I don't know. I'm literally just here. I can't do, I didn't go to school for math. And so they're like, okay, well, how would Dante remember this number? Like he must have ri- written it down somewhere. So Gina goes to check his office while they keep working. So like, I guess, but she never finds it, right? The only way that they find it is on his arm because Emerson Mm -hmm. knew it. So like, yeah, I guess Dante did have it memorized, Mm -hmm. I assume. And like probably Cage and Emerson, because Emerson was like, what, what, Mount Weather security detail? Is that what his thing is? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it would have been either. It's one, two, three, four, five. (laughs) Right. Or it's like digitally, digitally encrypted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like later. They still can't get in and Raven is discouraged because this is like her thing and they're like, oh, plus it's already dark so we're too late anyway. Yeah. Like Raven Reyes doesn't give up. Everybody knows that you're hurting. You are not hiding it from anybody. Um, so you need to go talk to Abby because if it was a machine, you would fix the machine if you know how. And so it's the same thing with your body. Your body is, uh, you know, something is, if it's something you can fix, you should do it. Yeah. Because you don't deserve this pain. Abby can help you with the medical equipment in this building. And yeah. I'm like, oh Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I thank God for Sinclair, though, mm-hmm. because, like, at least someone believes in Abby at this point. Yeah. Because everyone else keeps dunking on her. The main consensus about this is that everything that happens to Sinclair in this season was supposed to have been Wick. Oh. But then they had to fire the guy who played Wick because he was terrible. Yep. But I'm so 
back and forth on that because mm-hmm. I think this is so much better being it's Sinclair. It's way more impactful. But if anyone was going to die in a terrible way I'd that rather later, I would way rather Wick. it have been Wick. Yeah. So, like, I'm so back and forth on those things, but, like, I'm just so glad that this scene is Sinclair because it's so much yeah. more meaningful for this to come from a father figure rather yeah. than a boyfriend. Yeah, I definitely agree. So Raven is really scared that she can't be fixed and she doesn't want to get false hope. And Sinclair says that he took a chance on her even though he wasn't supposed to. And so Raven should give herself a chance too mm-hmm. because it worked out for him and so maybe it would work out for her too. Yeah. Thank God it wasn't Wick. God, yeah. it's just like, <laughs> this it, is so I, much It would have been patronizing from Wick. Oh, you're right. For like, sure. If it's 100% genuine coming from Sinclair because like you know that Sinclair's motivations here are just 100% that he purely believes in Raven and yeah. he doesn't like to see her suffer. Yeah. And Wick would have been patronized. Yeah, exactly. And like, I, I'm sure that they changed some of the wording around based on who it was who was going to sure. say it. But like hearing Wick be like, I took a chance on you doesn't mean as much because it's like, I took a chance on you. What? Because I thought you were hot, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. yeah. So like, lastly, <laughs> Gina can't find the codes in the office. She gets stabbed by the assassin who has a code to blow up the entire building. Yep. So like, was it even the missile codes or I'm did just... the missile just like turn around and go, pew? <laughs> I just, oh, it's definitely a self-destruct. He activates a self-destruct. Gotcha. So like, they, um, they actually don't even have the missile codes. So Emerson didn't yeah. necessarily even have the missile codes. He just had the self-destruct. Code. I'm sure Emerson has also the missile codes, but like that's not. And it doesn't goal. matter anymore. That wasn't this guy's objective. Yeah. Uh, was uh was just blowing up. The, yeah. The Kane voice. It's too late now. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter now. Yeah. <laughs> My question is, why do we even have that lever? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like for I what? have no answer. I mean, security reasons. Like the the entire purpose of Mount Weather, like in real life, because this is a real place that exists, is to be a doomsday bunker yeah. for like the most important people uh, in the country or whatever. Mm-hmm. Why would you need to blow it up from the inside? Right. What purpose yeah. would that serve? No, I agree. I don't. I don't have an answer. Yeah. I I do think it's interesting though that like Mount Weather was the place that they were supposed to go. You know, like in the first episode, mm, they're like yeah. Mount Weather. You need to get there and um like they do end up actually going there like yeah. uh, like a lot of them end up actually like staying there mm-hmm. not for very long but like yeah. so he's uh, they have one minute and then it's gonna self-destruct they get the codes they're gonna go get the codes on his arm so they run outside to find him he like beats up Sinclair but Raven shoots him before he can kill Sinclair they get the code but Gina has died and can't mm. put them in um and then all the farm pe- station people in there die again Mount yeah. Weather all the people in Mount Weather are dead again it's, it's, it's a really well done, like, this is probably one of the most well done scenes in the whole episode. Yeah, I agree. Because it's action heavy. So, like, Gina's sitting there, like, begging for the codes as she's, like, bleeding out. And Raven is running with her weak leg and trying to, like, keep up with Sinclair. And they get there, which is, like, you think it's going to work because they've, they've, they've reached it in time and they've got the codes and they've still got 10 seconds left, but Gina's dead. So, yeah. like, there's no one inside for them to, like, for, to put it in. It's like, here's my brain if I'm Gina. First of all, ow. Second of all. (laughs) First of all, ow. (laughs) Second of all, I'm thinking, okay, I'm just like trying to stay conscious. Mm -hmm. Trying to stay conscious until this comes out, like goes down just so you can like save everybody, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm also going, I'm real tempted to just slip away here and then I don't have to be conscious for when I blow up. Yeah. Because, I mean, what are the chances that they get the guy and are able to get so close to him that they get the the numbers the code in time. within one minute 
Yeah. Like, maybe, you know, maybe I don't have faith that they're going to do it. And then in that case, I'd rather die before I blow up, you yeah. know? Like, I don't know. That's just what I don't I know if thinking. you have that much control over right. when you're bleeding out. I, I know, but like, you know, I, 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 I'm like, I would be willing myself to stay conscious and yeah. willing myself not to die. And then it would be like, but do I just go? Do I just simply close my eyes? Yeah. I um, pretend I do not see it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Mount Weather. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, we have all the stuff that happens at the summit, which I also did the summary for. Woo. Bellamy, Octavia, Pike, and Echo make it to the Polis border and find that the guards have been killed. Oh, no. They're going to go through the tunnels to get to the tower. At the summit, Clark has a new look and she bows to Lexa. We see the others get to the elevator shaft and kill the men working it. Clark's bow causes everyone in the room to bow. They can climb up the shaft now, but they have to get to the top. Lexa tells everyone what's up, and Kane gets branded with the mark of the coalition. Bellamy and co. burst in and say that it's a trap. They ask how they know, but Echo is gone. The assassin is actually inside Mount Weather, not Polis. Raven calls them to tell them that everyone is dead. Ice Nation takes responsibility, and Lexa recognizes it as an act of war and arrests all Asgeta people who are there. Sky Crew is sent home to protect Arcadia, but Clark chooses to stay behind to make sure that Lexa keeps her word. Bellamy is really displeased with that, but Clark stays anyway. Mm. Later, Clark has questions about how this happened. Lexa bows to her, promising not to betray her again. Elsewhere, Echo comes back to the Ice Nation Queen and tells her that her mission is done and the mountain is gone. Turns out they got their information from Carl Emerson. Uh, I hate that guy. He's probably one of my most hated characters on the show. Yeah. What good do you do, sir? Like, him... John Piper Ferguson. Yeah. <laughs> and there was someone else I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, but I already forgot. Shade Hedda. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the three I would kick out a window. Yeah. So they zoot up in another rover. Uh-huh. Um, the guard is dead inside the rover. Pike blames Echo. <laughs> Where did they get it? Where'd you get a second rover? Yeah. I I know like a- that this this... It's not Echo's fault. Like, mm-hmm. a little bit is a little bit Echo's fault. There's a couple things that are Echo's fault. But, like, I can't believe Pike being like, you were with me the whole time, but I blame you for this. Right. <laughs> like, how did you get out before we yeah. got here and killed my people? And they're like, no, 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 this proves that she was telling the truth. See? Which is what she was counting on. Yeah. They're going to bring their weapons inside because they're going to go through the tunnels so no one will know that they have their weapons. Mm-hmm. Wow. Good thing Echo is here because she has so much knowledge. Thanks, Echo. My- so, like, who do you think from Asgeta was in on it and, like, straight up killed these dudes? Because, like, it's not pop- yeah. it's not Roan. It's not Roan. Um, I guess, like, someone hiding in the woods with Right, right, with because Naya. uh, because Echo gets back to Naya yeah. pretty quickly, like, within the night. Yeah. Still, because it's night she's, when it happens, she's it's left still night. When, like, I think she abandons them while they're climbing up yeah. the tower. Because that's a long Yeah. She'd be like, you know what? I'm actually good. My, my arms hurt. I'm... I know that they're very serious about what they're doing, Mm -hmm. but, like, in my opinion, you'd have to get up pretty much to the room before you bounce out, because I would be paying attention to who was around, especially if if there was only four people I was hanging out with. Yeah, especially if I was, like, the person behind, like, if Echo was even, like, just the last one, Mm -hmm. I would still be aware that someone was not behind me Yeah, I was number four. Yeah. Oh, my next note was just, Echo, consider a washcloth. She just has a lot of blood on her face. I don't think it's necessary. That can't be good for your pores. Like, they could have done makeup on her face where she looks like she had been hit. Right. Without it just being, like, sliced at the temples. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So, then we get this woman singing in Trig, and we get Clark's new one head of costume. I remember everyone going absolutely nuts for this song (laughs) that was in Trig. And and everybody was just crazy. They were like, when is this going to be on Spotify? Like, everyone was like, who Mm -hmm. is this woman? Where's my translation? What is going on? It is a very beautiful song. Mm -hmm. 
I didn't look up the, the lyrics, though. <laughs> I think they're, like, they show up in Trig on the, or in English on the thing. But you know what also, I think like, it probably is? Yeah. Like, if I were to guess, it kind of gives me the vibes of, like, Circle of Life. Yeah. Where in, like, the actual translation of Circle of Life is, like, here comes a lion, there's a lion, this movie's about a lion, like, is actually what the, the lyrics are in Circle of Life. That's kind of what I get from this, is that it's like, like this is a meeting, we're this all doing our a commander. Meeting. we love the commander, like, it's actually commander just, like, gospel death. music. Blood must have blood. Yeah, exactly, literally, blood must have blood, yeah, yeah, probably just that. Yeah, speaking of things people went feral for, this look, Clark, <laughs> it looks like Clark went feral. Yeah. I like the war paint because I think it's like very cool and like swiped back. Everything. Very and drag. I like very the, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the dress even because like you never see Clark in a dress. Yeah. Well, no, you do like in but yeah. like. Um, when she's Josie. <laughs> yeah. Up to this point, you have not seen Clark in a dress. And um, so it's like, it's cool. It's interesting. It's different. The hair is terrible. Why did, why did you let them do that? Who did that? Uh, wh- what? When did it start? And when will it end? <laughs> So they get to the dudes cranking the elevator and Pike's gonna like go up and kill him. Mm-hmm. That's that small scene. Um, we see the assassin doing a ritual. Um, is this, I think that this is the ritual that we see Echo doing at the end of season four. I believe so as well. Yeah. Clark bows to Lexa. I still don't really know how Lexa got her to do this. Like I, I, I think Clark comes to the conclusion that she doesn't want to kill Lexa and what Lexa is offering is the best way to keep her people safe. Yeah. Like even if she's angry still at Lexa, she knows that this is the better way to keep her people safe mm-hmm. than like holding that grudge. Yeah. So Rowan's like, okay, cool. So clearly my plan didn't work. So I guess I'll just also bow. Yeah. I think <laughs> I'm like, it, what's your plan here, bro? I think it says a lot about how much and how quickly Rowan at least respects Clark. Mm-hmm. Like, if not, like, if he doesn't trust her yet still, but he definitely respects her because he's the first one to kneel before yeah. everybody else. Right. And and then everybody else yeah. does. Octavia's pissed that they killed the elevator guys. Um, Bellamy insists that they had to. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they have to go up all the floors. I'm like, you know what you should have done? And Octavia's like straight up, no, you didn't. Yeah. Hit him with a rock. Dude, no, here's what you do. Oh. I don't know how, I don't know how you get this done or whatever. Oh, okay. But you threaten those guys enough so that they will take you up the elevator. Yeah. Get in the elevator. And simply don't climb. If the elevator is like always moving or whatever, how do the guys even know who's in the elevator? Right. Like, just go through the tunnels and then find your way up. The, to the first floor or whatever, get in the elevator. No one knows that you're in it. Yeah. Take the elevator. <laughs> I, why is it moving? Like, do you think when they straight up just like, ding, <laughs> someone else is just like. Pressing the button um, like, hello? <laughs> I don't, we're, be- we're between floors. Yeah, I'm stuck. Uh, is everything okay down there? Right, like when, when they go to the elevator at the end of this season, like. The, 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 just, my favorite elevator. just died. <laughs> yeah, in the elevator. <laughs> My favorite elevator moment is when Bellamy and uh, Murphy are just like awkwardly standing in the and elevator. Like Robin's Murphy me moment uh-huh. for that episode for sure. And they're just kind of like standing there being like, hey, nice to see you. Um, <laughs> like, why isn't there a dead person in there? And you're like, whoa, what happened? And Bellamy's like, oh, another death on my hands. <laughs> so they say, hail commander of the blood. Um, welcome to Sky Crew and Clark. Um, oh, by the way, we're welcoming them into the coalition. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell anybody that that's what you were here for, mm-hmm. but... Surprise! <laughs> oh, by the way, someone needs to get a, the mark. And um, Abby's like, the honor should be yours, Kane. And I'm like, 
Abby's like, oof, uh, that Abby's looks like, like it's, I don't know what it is yet, but it looks like it's probably gonna hurt, so it should be you. Abby's like, man, I ducked out of this, uh, like, literally right in time, so you just, you go ahead. And um, Kane's like, okay. You, you have a tougher exterior than yeah. I do. Yeah, you'll, you'll look much more badass than me, so <laughs> why don't you do it? So Kane gets the brand, and everyone else bursts in and says it's a trap just a little too late, because <laughs> Kane almost didn't have to get that brand. Alexa has no idea what's going on, and they're like, oh my god, it's Ice Nation, they're gonna do something. Mm -hmm. Um, And Ice Nation's like, well, who's running in here with guns? (laughs) Not us. Sky Crew is. Not us. You look real stupid right now. (laughs) Okay, well, how do you know that that they are doing this? And they're like, Echo told us. Oh, Oh. no. (laughs) Where did she go? She's not here. Uh, I just... A picture like them turning around to look for Echo and then the um bum, 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 and tells him to stop being a dumbass. Yeah. And he's like, why he's are you like, here? He's like, for God's <coughs> sake, son, please stop yeah. embarrassing me. You've done it two episodes in a row now. So Raven, with great timing, calls him to tell him what happened. And she's like, oh my God, everyone's dead except for me and Sinclair. Like, could you imagine if she'd called and they'd still been like climbing up yeah. the tunnel and Bellamy would have been like, Echo, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Raven's like, everyone's dead except for me and Sinclair. Me as a viewer is like, well, phew, I'm glad Sinclair's still alive. <laughs> and then me later this season, bum, 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 Us literally all, all season seven. Us Wait, for the rest <laughs> of the series. <laughs> like, Clark's like, I don't want to be alone. And Lex is like, you're not. And then they all like finish and U2 ends and then like, or like U2 is <laughs> playing the song. Fade to black. And we see like, Picasso out playing on the beach and then fade to black and the credits roll and all like, of everybody who's watching it. Like I that's that's what's playing as I see my my face in the black of the fade to black. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. That's the worst like, part where is when you is finish clown nose. <laughs> the worst part is when you finish like a, an episode on on Netflix and it fades to black and you just see your own reflection and you're like, Ugh. why am I here? <laughs> So Ice Nation said that they shouldn't have moved into Mount Weather. And so they did what Lexa was too weak to do. They basically destroyed Mount Weather and a bunch of Sky Crew in it. Mm -hmm. And now Abby, of course, is going to feel like all of those deaths are on her shoulders when really they're on Jackson and Pike's shoulders, I think. I agree. But of course, Jackson's like sitting pretty like, oh no. (laughs) Jackson's like, Abby, what the hell did you do? Abby, you were a really bad chancellor. (laughs) Maybe you should go back to being a doctor. Gosh. So she considers it an act of war, and Alexa arrests all of the Asgata people who were there, including Roan. Roan's like, who again? wasn't a part of this. Roan's like, I just, I, I was, oh, but I. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he wasn't a part of this, but he did give Clark the knife, so mm. maybe he kind of deserves it. He, he was committing some crimes. So they're like, Arcadia could be next, so we should probably go. And Lexa agrees, and they're going to all fix this together. Indra offers to take them home because friendship. Mm-hmm. Bellamy wants Clark to come home, but Lexa wants her to stay there, and Clark decides to stay. Do you think that that decision was based mainly because she wants to stay with Lexa? Like, she's like, now I have a reason to stay with Lexa, and I can still look cool? Or does she actually think that that's best for her? I think she genuinely thinks it's best for her people. Like, 
there is some draw of like wanting to to talk more with Lexa because mm-hmm. like I think at this point she's still like pretty upset with her. Yeah. Um. But I think that if Clark stays here, she feels more in control of what Lexa does regarding her people. Mm-hmm. So she feels like if she stays here, she has more control over like what's going to happen versus like if she goes home she can't like be the voice in Lex's ear like fighting for Sky Crew. So yeah Clark decides to stay. Bellamy is confused as to why Clark trusts Lexa and Clark's like you Mm -hmm. don't know her like I do. Bellamy's like I hate everything. (laughs) Bellamy's like she's always gonna put her people first so why aren't you? Um, and Clark basically, like, in Clark's mind is like, I am putting my people per- people yeah. first, how dare you? But she doesn't really give an excuse, she just says sorry. Yeah. But I'm like, from Bellamy's perspective, I'm like, um, excuse me, I got stabbed for you last episode? <laughs> like, I, I've been looking, actively looking for you for three months. Like, I understand why Bellamy's upset. It's like just more and more things piled on top of Bellamy. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, like I said, that... That makes sense to me that it would make him go somewhere close to what he ends up with, Mm -hmm. but, like, not as far as he does end up going. I think that this, like, this decision, like, between the two of them makes sense. Uh Because, like, the main, like, crux of most of season one is that Bellamy and Clark both want to be the leader, but they have very different ways of going about it. Yeah. And Bellamy and Clark are, once again, choosing what they think is the best way to, like, save their people. And they disagree on what the best way to do that is. Right. So Titus hopes that Lexus knows what she's doing. They ask, how did the grounders know that there was a self-destruct mechanism? And how did they know the code? Which is explained pretty much immediately. Clark says that she did stay for her people and not Lexa. Lexa promises not to betray her again. And because Clark vowed to her before Lexa bows to Clark and vows to do what's in both of their best interests. Mm-hmm. I like, uh, I like that Lexa can't, she cannot bow to Clark in front of, like yeah. any other people because, because then everything, she'll be seen as weak. Everything that the Ice Nation has been saying about her is actually true. Yeah. <laughs> and but she can't let them know that. Yeah. But I think it says a lot to Clark that like Lexa can't do this in front of people, but like she is willing to to humble herself in front of Clark. And I think that says a lot to Clark mm-hmm. about Lexa's intentions being like genuine yeah. uh in this moment because like it's a it's a very big sign of how much she respects Clark and how much she like genuinely cares for her. Yeah. So lastly, Echo comes to Queen Naya and the last mountain man helped them start the war. Thanks, Emerson. I hate him. He's the worst. He caught, he is one of the, the episode that like is like his episode later this season. One of my least favorite episodes. Is one of my least favorite episodes of the entire series. Until... Season six, that was my least favorite episode. Yeah, I, I would agree. So just like they predicted, Clark is with Lexa. Roan is a prisoner, but soon they're going to free him and kill Lexa. And I'm like, I mean, I guess those things end up happening, but not in the way that you expect. I'm like, you could have just had him freed. Yeah. What? Sure, whatever. Okay. Yeah. So that's the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. So now we're going to go to segments. Uh, my first segment is the post-apocalyptic Sasquatch, or our favorite line award. Mm-hmm. And mine goes to Sinclair and Raven for... And you accuse engineers of arrogance? I'm growing as a person. So cute. She's growing. She's she's growing. She's learning. And mine goes to Kane for... No matter who wears the pit, we're in this together. Because oh. I'm a shippy bitch. Romance. <laughs> Speaking of shipping... Speaking of shipping, my segment is, what is Sam shipping the most this episode? I bet you guessed it, guys. It's Cabbie and Quick 
Elsa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what it is by default at any given time watching The 100. But yeah, I got I got a cute little cabbie moment. I got what in my head will be Clark and Lex's uh, like engagement in this episode. Even though that's not what happens. Very bad things happen after this. But in my head, I can, I can pretend I'm good at that. Yeah. I got some good stuff. Uh, and my other segment is Robin's Murphy moment. As you well know, Murphy was not in this episode, um, or else my uh, favorite line award would probably be different um, mm. if he were here. Not to be that girl. Obviously, I'm very sad about what happened to Gina because it's terrible. But now Bellamy's single, free to date Murphy. <laughs> there you go. That's about all I could think of for my Murphy me moment without it just being the same thing as the last two mm. times. I promise, many good Murphy me moments to come in the episodes. <laughs> as I've heard. I think later in this season, there's enough of him to go around. So true, Cream. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Teens. Please, if you're so inclined, write us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. We would really appreciate that. Thank you to our um, friend, roommate, fiance, uh, Brittany, <laughs> for her patience during this podcast. Uh, as she hangs out with our kitty cat in the yeah. other room. Uh, if you're a fan of Riverdale, we'd like to talk about that show too. We are currently on hiatus for Riverdale. Uh, they gave mm-hmm. us a three-month hiatus in between, um, the, in the middle of season five, which is mm-hmm. ridiculous. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're currently in the middle of that hiatus. Uh, good time to catch up. We did, literally, we have a podcast for every single episode of Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is one of my favorite episodes to record just because it's like so much fun. Even I swear. It, yeah. Even if you don't watch the show, it's we summarize it like we do on, on this pod. So you can just jump right in and just laugh at how utterly ridiculous everything we talk about sounds. Our latest episode was episode 510. Um, and it, it was our first episode back together after a month mm-hmm. and a half. Like we, we had been recording together, but just yeah, like no, from like separate places. In the same room. Um, it was the first time we were back together. And um, I don't remember the last time I had so much fun. Like there's just so much laughter in that podcast. It's I couldn't really recommend funny. it enough. I had such a good time. If that's your first episode of the Riverdale podcast, I am so sorry. <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> if you're a fan of Stranger Things, we like to talk about that show too. It's one of my favorite fo- favorite pods to talk on. We've covered season one and season two, and we are currently covering season three. Comes out every like six weeks, I think. And it's a delight. We're like halfway through season three already, which I is know. insane. If you're a fan of Lost, <laughs> we like to talk about that show too. <laughs> if um, you couldn't tell. Yeah. We did all of season one, all of season two. We are nearing the middle of season three. Um, and that's one of my favorite seasons, so I'm having a great time. Uh, it is spoiler-free until the spoiler section at the end, so mm-hmm. if you want to watch with us for the first time, you can. Um, and we have guests over there, so if you're a fan, um, come on over, come on over, baby. The latest episode that we put out, I think, by the time this comes out? Yeah, when this comes out, the latest episode that we put out was for an episode called Stranger in a Strange Land, and it is known as the worst episode of Lost. Mm. So... Come dunk on it. Come dunk on it. The next one that's coming out when this comes, when this, this podcast episode that you're listening to right now comes out, the next Lost podcast episode is for an episode called Trisha Tanaka is Dead, which is one of the most joyful and happy episodes of the show. Mm. Maybe the most joyful episode of the show. So I'm really excited to talk about (laughs) it. We'll be recording that next week and I am looking forward to it. If you're a fan of Star Trek, we like to talk about that show too. We've covered all of season one of Star Trek Picard and um, we're very excited about 
um, all of the new Star Trek coming to us in the future times. What a time to be alive. We're also going to talk about Star Trek a little bit on our Patreon-only podcast, so uh, you might want to check that out if you want more Star Trek content. Right. I wanted to remind you guys that um, the first five episodes of our Patreon-only podcast are going to be coming out on those feeds a week later, so make sure you're subscribed to all of those so that you don't miss one. Um, And then maybe after that, after that, you don't get it for free anymore. You have to join the Patreon. If you wanna if you wanna be on, on the on the joke. Yeah. And all all the other stuff that we talk about. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, our Patreon is patreon.com slash the If you like what we do here, please consider donating because everything that we do here is expensive and the amount of work that we put in is just so much. And yeah, we would really, really appreciate it. Two dollars or more. We have a brand new Discord server. We would really like to have lots of people on it to talk. We'll be on it. Um, and we have a channel for every single one of our shows. Um, so you can just kind of like go in and you don't have to worry. If you don't have, if you haven't seen Star Trek, you don't have to go on the Star Trek channel. You can just hang out in the hundred channel or whatever you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're listening to this podcast and you are part of the discord server, head over there right now and talk about how you felt about this episode or like live tweet or live message oh, in there. Please, what you thought. I would love that. So we're going to be there and we're going to be able to see it and you can talk to everybody. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. I'm um, way more likely to see something on the discord server because I get notifications for it directly than I am on Twitter. Yeah. So please. Yay. That'd be so fun. If you're like, oh crap, I didn't hear that. I should probably do it next time. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just do what you remember. I don't know. Uh, you can follow the aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, and YouTube, but mostly on Twitter. But Robin does make gifts for our favorite line awards. So if you really just want to look at a gif of Kane and Abby like saying we're in this together, then go follow us on Tumblr and you can you'll see it in several weeks. Yeah. Several weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey, that's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, pretty much everywhere. You can follow me on Twitter at Sam Casey's, which is S-A-M-C-A-S-U-I-S. Cool. Our next episode is episode 304. It's called Watch the Thrones. Um, it comes up to the public on June 9th, but like I said, our Join our Patreon and you can listen to it on June 2nd. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if the people on our Discord server are going to be listening to them early. I'm pretty sure a GIF from this uh, upcoming episode is still my like sidebar GIF on yeah. Tumblr. Oh yeah. 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 So yeah. Sounds like it's all really <laughs> worth it to join our Patreon. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Who's to say? <laughs> okay. Love you. Bye. Okay. Love you. Bye. <laughs>